What the fuck is up, my FBI fam? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a few months. I got my girl Yessie here. Hell yeah. It's so good to be back. Fucking finally, man. <laughs> I know, right? We're excited. <laughs> we have Heritage on today, which is honestly one of our biggest guests. Um, Y'all know how sick he is, so we're excited about that. Yessie, uh, by the time this airs, she will have gotten back from Base Canyon. Yeah. Still uh, trying to recover from the shenanigans out in Florida. We saw our TK fam out there. So if you guys haven't been to TK Lounge, you have to go check them out. One of the best venues out there, in my opinion, especially for the underground scene. But yeah, we'll see what Base Canyon has got. So never been in the gorge. And only reason why I want to go is because people say that it's better than Red Rocks. And Ooh, obviously, hot take. yeah, obviously Red Rocks is right in our backyard. So got to check it out for myself. See what hmm. the deal is. FBI. Hey, hey, welcome. Look who it is. It's me. He is him. I hear <laughs> I was gonna say he is risen. I was like, let's not, let's not. <laughs> right off the Hold bat on. with the Jesus joke. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Dude, it's so good to finally meet you. Yeah, you as well. Yeah. Well, you just played uh, Global Dance, right? Did do Global Dance. Yep, did uh, Global Dance, Lollapalooza, and uh, Chasing Summer in like the past oh, wow. month. Yeah, the Lala stuff looks sick. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was uh that was a trip being at like a different, like a multi-genre festival like that. Mm -hmm. Was yeah, it was definitely different for me. That was your first time, right? That was my first, yeah, first time ever going, first time playing, like all, all of that. So yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Love to hear it. Well, your set at Global was kick ass. That was one of our favorites. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Dude, um, yeah. <laughs> I I did that. Um you go to the after on that too I, we went to cervantes with buku and that was a absolute blast no where did we go chrissy i we went to cod dubs oh, okay that's right yeah there was like seven shows at the same time that night that was yeah that was something yeah that whole weekend was crazy <laughs> in denver i feel like we went to probably five or six shows from thursday friday afters saturday afters and then sunday i think we like went to the pool or something to continue yeah. it all you got it. Yeah. You got to reset after all that. Mm -hmm. Well, That's just so we have it on record, where are you tuning in from? Uh, Austin, Texas. All right. That's home is, base. Uh, yep. That is home base. Been here for about five years mm -hmm. and it is really hot and I can't wait for it to stop being hot. I feel like <laughs> that doesn't really stop in Texas, but <laughs> no, it, three months straight of like basically over a hundred every single day. Oh man. Something like and that. And humid, huh? It can. Yeah. In, in Austin, you get like um, you get some of the West Texas heat and then some of the like Houston humidity and then Dallas gets really humid. We kind of have this like comfort zone in the middle where it's not as bad, but it's still like really bad. What is the scene like down there? Is there a lot of dubstep listeners there? Yeah, it's it's hard to quantify, like because um, obviously bigger cities are going to have bigger groups and stuff like that. Um, and and like Denver just goes crazy for that stuff. But Austin's quite a bit. Um, there's um, a lot of different venues that have opened up since the COVID shutdowns because um, we mm -hmm. lost a few places. Um, 
and then yeah so there's there's this venue there's this venue kingdom that i've been going to mostly specifically mm -hmm. lately and they have it designed like a like a 90s techno dungeon type of thing oh, it's oh. like yeah <laughs> that's our vibe so for sure it's yeah it's like a five <laughs> to 750 cap room and it, the lights are front to back over top of you there's no production screen um and the sound is absolutely perfect like i i, I love going there so much dude uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's doing great. There's quite a bit. Um, I think I Liney's Liney just had a show here and that either did close to sell out or sold out. Um, oh yeah. Liney know, is and, popping and, off right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um Cyclops did one here recently, Tynan did one here recently. Yeah, they all they've all been doing great. So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we're I'm seeing like thriving. there's tons of shows coming up, dubstep shows in this place, like Bear Grills, uh Midnight Tea. Oh yeah. Well, we have um, so we have like different tiers of, I'm going to get all nerdy with this stuff, but we have a yeah, bunch of different out. sizes of venues now. So we have anywhere from like, um, you know, art, artists that are selling out, you know, 500 cap rooms all the way up to, um, I think the concourse project is like 3000 or more. And, and so like marshmallow came and played there. Um, John Summit, wow. I think just played there. Dom Dollar is probably coming up, um, here pretty soon. AT aliens played there. Um, and if you go farther south, there's this uh, place called the Mark that's like 1,100 mm -hmm. people, and it's big old sound system. So you you have like people wherever they're at, as far as like um, you know their their rooms that they can fill out. Like we were getting everybody now. It's mm -hmm. it's nice. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that sounds kind of like Denver here, where it's like we have 15 different EDM venues, and they oh, start yeah. at like maybe 250 cap or less, and then it's just incremental. Yeah, and it goes up to like a stadium or something like that. So yeah, yeah, like, like for yeah. You, have you been to Mission? Uh, yeah, I did Mission with Excision on the last like his detox set on this last like mm -hmm. three day thing that he did. There's probably done one since then, but that that was the last time I was there. Yeah, um, how was that set? We didn't get to go to that, but we went to the first bank. Oh, it was packed. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Um, oh yeah, yeah, very much enjoyed. That was nice for me. Like uh. Um, I have a lot of variety in what I've been doing lately. So being a part of like the detox side of things, as opposed to just like the, the dubstep side of things is nice to kind of break. Like I felt a little bit more comfortable like curating that to what I want to do. How so, long mm -hmm. have you been touring with Excision? Um, I haven't really like toured with Excision. It was kind of one-off shows and then the festivals. Um, so we, okay. we've played like a couple supporting shows. Um, and then um, I think the first time I played with them though was lost lands 2021 i think oh that was a good year that was a good year yeah it's like yeah. a bottle of wine oh uh, right that's a good yeah. way to think of festival like different yeah. festivals per year oh yeah that was a good it's year like, yeah it's on <laughs> it's on like label release where it's been aged with time and like right exactly better. yeah it's, it's <laughs> well seasoned so like what other festivals do you have coming up what like get freaky just got announced right saw that's that. yep so i'm on that um edc they orlando that yeah that one's gonna be good edc orlando that lineup dropped um so that's gonna be fun this next month's crazy it's like shack's base all stars and then oh yeah uh lost lands and then wakan fest oh you're playing wakan yes is that your first time playing wakan this is yeah my first time going first time playing um very excited to see um like the other side of dubstep based mm -hmm. festivals so yeah like the wook side kind of oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the best way obviously in the best oh, yeah, yeah of course, of course. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm excited it, it uh yeah it'll be cool to do all of this like back to back and and really get like the full experience over the next couple of weeks 
Yeah. And like your song with Shaq is almost at 1.5 million. Oh, is it really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I know I it broke had... a mill like a <laughs> couple weeks ago. So like, how did you guys even get to start talking? How did that relationship form? Because now the fact that you're playing his first ever festival is sick. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, He just, uh, you know, he just started getting dug into the underground a lot. And um, um, somebody mentioned to him with, within his camp of like my project and um, we just got to talking. I sent demos and stuff like that. And they said they wanted, they were interested in, in that particular idea. Um, I was working on it on like a couch in San Diego. Cause I was working on a, I, I was traveling for work at the time. And, um, so I, it wasn't like fully done yet. Cause I didn't really get to take it to the studio and like fine tune it. But, um, they said, yeah, that's, that's when we'd be down to work on. I was like, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, it was just very, you know, it was like the way that any other collaboration would really take off is, you know, mm -hmm. you're sharing ideas and you're like, let's work on it. Supernatural. So, oh yeah. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Have yep. you met him in person? Several times now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very much like meeting the president. Um, you kind of get a handshake, <laughs> oh, a yeah. quick convo <laughs> and so many people are wanting to say hi to him that like, you know, you, you don't get like 10 minutes hanging out with the guy type of thing. It's, it's very like, um, yeah, he's, he's, and if he's not doing that, he's on like phone calls with Papa John's or whatever the hell he's doing all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, dude, right. Um, it's always funny. Yeah. Like seeing commercials of Shaq, like on Hulu or something of like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> these food brands and i'm like oh hey yeah oh yeah that's the, yeah, that's the <laughs> okay. yeah so i'll totally look into that printer shack thank you yeah right well, and it was funny because like when you say it me being with shack is like being with the president it really is and i think it was what yes he was it last year at lost lands or the year before that we saw him roll up two years yeah. ago it was 2021 yeah so we were backstage behind the main stage and we see or no we're walking into the festival from the backstage area and we get yelled at by a guard to be like ladies move out of the way please a motorcade of like five blacked out vehicles starts rolling in and i look at yes i'm like that's not excision is it <laughs> no way excision like excision would do wouldn't that. do that <laughs> and then uh eventually you know a couple minutes later they pull up and and Shaq and his crew get out and we're like oh yeah that makes sense that's yeah, because well, like we were like tossing names at each other we're like what artists on the lineup would do that and then right away we're like, oh, Shaq, it has to be Shaq. And then, yeah, we see oh, yeah. him coming out of the van like, oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, that's that's yeah, big project money right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was funny seeing him come to Lala because there was um, there was a row of like 30 green rooms. Right. And you've got everybody from like these uh, like Japanese um, hardcore bands to like or like it wasn't a hardcore band, but um, all these different like cultures and different industries and stuff all melded together right and everybody's mm -hmm. kind of just functioning and it's normal until he showed up and then everybody was like oh shit and like like walked in and and was like checking you know seeing seeing what was up with him taking photos and stuff like that and mm -hmm. like the that was the only person that walked in the back where like the behavior really changed oh i bet uh, well i, I mean he's, really cool. he's like one of the only people on the lineup at any festival where if you take a photo and you send it to your mom or dad they would be like whoa that's so cool like yeah everyone knows who he is not right. that, and not everyone knows like who excision is for instance that was the first time where my parents were like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> and you know yeah so that that was uh yeah that, that was a big moment for me yeah, as, as an example of that Oh, so dude, cool. yeah. Even like my family, like they know of our podcast and everything. So they'll be like, you need to interview Shaq. He's a dubstep <laughs> DJ now. And like They're like, it's they're like yeah. look, yes, he's a dubstep DJ. Like you should interview him. <laughs> I, I don't know. Does he, has he done interviews like with other groups yet or anything? 
Actually, um, Monster Cat reached out to one of our reporters, Kelly, because she was at Hard last weekend, okay. and they were like trying to set up an interview. I don't think it ever happened, but they, I think he's like down to do them if he has time. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I, I know there's some people who either don't have time or, or I know people in our neck of the woods that aren't interested in doing um, podcasts, but or, or just mm-hmm. just interviews in general, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be that would be sick if if you could get them on. That would be like a peak <laughs> moment for my journalism career. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This would need to be like an in-person interview. Like, mm-hmm. ideally, it'd be so cool to have like a mobile studio like Chrissy's been talking about it where we have right. like the FBI labs, you know, kind of like a yeah. mobile studio where like artists can hop on the decks, but also we can have like our own podcast recording studio. Oh, that'd be so, excellent. Yeah. There there just, were a lot of there were a lot of ad hoc groups at Lollapalooza doing that. Like they, there was oh. like a they had a whole media tent section. So they're everybody from like, um, like wall street times type of stuff, whatever, whatever wow. those reporters, but then there was like some more independent ones. And there was like a bunch of interview booths going on at the same time. But then there were some people that were just sitting on the couches with like a recorder and they were sitting down and, and, um, you know, having all these conversations and stuff, but there's definitely like, um, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. like, how was the crowd at Lollapalooza? Cause it looked like there's a lot of dubstep this year. There was quite well, especially on the day that I played. Um, it was nuts, right? Um, I had to leave to go get ready for the sudden death after party before, like, uh, actually, honestly, before even he even played because I had to, I had to go back and and prep. But um, it was filling out quite a bit. I mean, I I played early, right? So I was still getting the, you know, um, I was still getting like the people coming through the gates. But you know, by the end of my set, I had I had a couple thousand people probably. Um, and then that thing, like looking at the videos from like the Subtronics and, and Sudden Death sets, it was like front to back, just nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Slammed. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the biggest festivals in the country and always has been. Yeah. It's, um, I, they said something like 110,000 people. And I don't know if that was like a day or like wow. the entire trip, but Word. that was, yeah. Whoever, there are people that were coming up and emceeing each of the stages. And, and I, I don't know enough about the festival to know who they are, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they were, they were talking about that. Um, I think before Billy Eilish is set up, uh, see big headliner that she's like top 10 in the world. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't get Damn. to check out the festival at all. I did. Um, I came in to town like Thursday cause I played early enough Friday. Um, so I went and saw like, I went and saw Billie Eilish. Um, I saw a little bit of, um, we were trying to see Dom Dalla, but we just saw it from like this side. So that kind of didn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know, like there's, I don't, not like a well-versed music person across a bunch of genres. So there's a bunch of people there that I did not know, but, um, you know, we kind of just walked around for a while and, and checked everything out. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I still got to enjoy it. But, what was that sudden death after party like? Uh, absolute fucking chaos. Oh, I bet <laughs> it was. was. So Wait, what fun. venue was that at? It was at Radius. Okay, yeah. Um, which is, I think it's just like it's a very long venue, so you get like, like the sound directed at you no matter where you're at, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, yeah, by the time I played, it was, it was, I was, pl- I think I was playing for more people at the after party than I was at the, at the festival. Oh gosh, and dang, they, they slammed were, yeah, that place. They were feral. They, we, we showed up and I think <laughs> the, the line to get into the building was like four blocks long or something. Love to like see that as Bro. an artist. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. Wait, yeah. speaking of feral, what's the most feral thing that someone's ever done at any of your sets? Uh, like legally? Um, yeah. 
okay. <laughs> at least that you know of. Or uh, that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Illegal, yeah. illegally yeah. that you know of. <laughs> if it's illegal, um, we're going to be inspecting them. Yeah, we're not. I, you know, I don't see like um, I have like I don't have great eyesight, so I don't see like specifics of what's going on on, um, you know. Yeah. And especially when you're when you're 30 feet in the air. I don't see what a lot of people are doing, um, but I always see um, people dressed up as like religious figures when they're in the pit. And mm -hmm. that has happened like more times than I've expected for how long I've been doing this. Um, so I try to call that out every time. So, you mm -hmm. know, more than once I'll be like, shout out Jesus Christ in the pit or like, Love I think that. We, we had the Pope at, um, I think it was the Pope was actually at radius at sudden deaths after, um, you know, you so know stuff it's like lit that. when the Pope gets in the pit. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it's really just been stuff like that. I haven't, you know, I haven't had people like climbing up stuff during my set and nobody's like run up to me, um, you know, like, uh, bomb the stage or anything mm -hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, it's been fairly tame and I appreciate everybody for that because I don't want to deal with that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah no nonsense and having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious to hear about like, where does heritage come from the name? Because like, yeah. um, I've like, I've been listening to your music for a while now for years. Okay. And so the only, I guess the only relation I know when it comes to heritage is the hair product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have obviously a nice beard and you take good care of it. So like, yeah. does that have anything to do with it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. My, <laughs> so the, the word came from my friends kind of roasting me before um it was like a uh yeah it was just like a joke that we were making um because I've, I've always been like a pretty hairy dude so um <laughs> they, they were trying to come up with names and they're like make it about your heritage or like your heritage ha, -ha. Yeah. and then contracts showed up um for like really really old stuff and I was like why like whatever I don't I don't you know I don't have time so let's just run with that and um the trick has been because I, I didn't have like a concept in mind like an a like an aim of the project I was just trying to make music um and so having to like make that make sense and like the function or like mm -hmm. in like the music function like the branding and everything else um has been really tricky because how do you make that make sense and um you know, because if you brand as a beard product, you're going to look like a beard product and not a dubstep back. But if you <laughs> yeah. look like a dubstep back with a beard on it, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. So it's yeah, it's been it's been tough mm -hmm. um, trying to figure that out. But but yeah, that's that's where it came from was just, yeah, my friends being ridiculous. Shout out Chris and Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though, because I feel like you have the beard in a lot of your artwork, like if it's AI of you or if it's like renderings of you or if it's like yeah. an icon, I feel like I'm always seeing the beard. And like we manage artists. So something that we tell them is that your personal brand should tie in with your artist brand as well. Yeah. And I feel like that does it perfectly. And that's why you've probably been so successful. It's been a, yeah, it's, it's worked, I think, um, you know, in, in creating like a relationship, like, like a memorable appearance uh, to, that somebody can, can kind of rely on, um, you know, uh, like Billie Eilish's over, oversized clothes would be a good example of like, she's always very recognizable in like how she dresses and how she presents herself. Um, and mm -hmm. obviously she's like a global icon. So, so <laughs> kind of no matter what she did, she'd be recognizable, but there's a, there's a common theme there. Um, and that's, it's really important to like, not just be like, uh, dj in a black t-shirt you know mm -hmm. and and have like some personality behind it because you can do that but you know you gotta sell something with it 
Yeah. And I feel like the music kind of has to have that distinct taste to it where it's like you can hear it and you don't know it's a heritage song, but it is. And I feel like you have that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I yeah, I think that the uniqueness in sound is uh, very important. Um, but I, I would say that it's only one way to do things because mm -hmm. in, in the age that we're in now, um, it, it is as simple as getting the attention of an audience. And um, Mark Rebelay is able to do that with um a loop pedal and just singing and obviously his voice is very recognizable and he's got like a, a formula to what he does but um none of his songs are no nominated for awards none of them are are they're, they're just sounds that he made in 30 seconds right and he you know i i, I hope to one day be at the value that he is or, or you know creating having an audience at that mm -hmm. scale you know, I, that's, that's some, as much as this is just art at the end of the day, you know, I, I do have aspirations to like make this as big as I can, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so being able to do that in an attention getting way um, can have a lot more to do with just than the music. And I think that's been like a big lesson with the, with the shift in like social media behaviors in the last like five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's just something big to pay attention to, um, you know, while you're crafting your sound is, you know, what, what are your, your appearance and, and everything, um, online and kind of how you um subject your listeners to your music in a way that like gets their attention um and there, there's some people that are absolutely nailing that that are not me because i don't know what i'm doing but Who, who's nailing it in your opinion um, i think i think uh crank dads like remixes are always going crazy yes. um, he does like these video breakdowns on how to do it yeah. um uh cyclops does like the super like goofy <laughs> oh, you know yeah you, you see yes. you're, you're already laughing because you know every time you see that it's about <laughs> to be the most ridiculous thing ever Dude. um tynan does an amazing job at that stuff um he's very personable online um and and is able to kind of just show himself and um you know that's that's a yeah that's it's a big thing to do um to to practice on you know if you're trying to curate an audience now Mm -hmm. can't be shy with it that's for sure yeah and that yeah that's a that's a big struggle point for me um is i i don't want to you know there's there's a lot of things that i don't want to have to do yeah um in order to present my project i just want to show people but um you know in the interest of you know doing this for a living and and trying to really like hone in an audience you know taking the time to do that even if it's a few minutes and you really hate it it's it, it pays off it definitely pays off yeah. And I know it can be discouraging for some artists because I know like some friends who will spend like a couple hours making this video edit like Cyclops. Yeah. He probably spends like five hours per simulation video that he makes like of the video right. game. Right. But obviously, like he's been doing this for a while now, not the simulation one, but, you know, like just those funny videos that he makes. So yeah. he's been doing that for a while and staying consistent with it. And now look where he is. So it's exactly. just, yeah. obviously it can be discouraging at first. You may not be seeing yeah. results or you might only be getting a couple of likes, a couple of views. Right. Well, and that, that's the, the nice thing about TikTok is it, it, um, if it, if the strategy doesn't work, like the format doesn't work, you just get rid of it off the page and do a different one. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can spend a bunch of time, you know, if you're not an editor, don't try to edit, you know, unless you really think that that's something you want to try and do. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who just like jump around in their bedroom and have the project <laughs> playing underneath it. Like you go yeah. look at like Joey Valence and, and Bray. Um, like there, there are a couple of hip hop guys that are doing like the, the old school sound, like revive type of thing. Um, they just jump around and do the most ridiculous show. I think it, they broke a hotel bed at one point. Cause he like jumped off. Like the, <laughs> there was like this upper section that was like 15 feet in the air. And he just like dove bomb 
that and broke the bed while someone was ordering a filet mignon on the room service. Oh, it was mo- it was just a chaotic video, <laughs> right? And it did I it probably got like a million plays, and mm-hmm. it was just a quick cell phone capture of like the right moment and and you know. Um, so sometimes it's just as simple as like filming all the time and then just catching those little bits that, that work. And yeah. Yeah. Jesse and I always talk about how funny it is that like the shittiest cell phone video will do numbers on Instagram reels. Whereas like a professional, nice, crisp edited, um, video horizontal, they don't even, it doesn't even get picked up in the algorithm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, um, the low effort stuff can go the hardest for sure. And, um, Mm -hmm. you don't really get to pick what it's, um, you'll do a hundred of them and maybe 10 of them take off, but like, then you've got 10 videos that, that work, you know, and the rest of them are just, you know, they, they don't, they'll do nothing, but, um, but yeah, it, it's crazy how much of a difference that, that, um, yeah, that, that makes. Yeah. Like yeah. promoters, for example, they're always hitting us up to promote their shows and drive ticket sales. And they'll send us, you know, like the little promo video and we're like, I mean, yeah, this is a nice edit, but this is not going to get any views or likes on our page, just so you know, like we can just post, let's just post an iPhone video of the artist, the headliner <laughs> playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make so it, it's just make like, it it's tough, you know, cause then you spend all this money, like making this video edit, like hiring someone to do it and then, mm-hmm. or spending all this time editing it and it doesn't right. do numbers. Whereas a shitty iPhone video <laughs> that we yeah, ripped exactly. do like story. 10 times yeah. better. <laughs> there's, um, I don't know how it works, but there's, there's arguments that the, um, or I don't know if conspiracy is the word, but the, the fact that it's an iPhone video and like the algorithm that like picks up on the fact that it's like that format or like that, mm-hmm. either that video style or like something about the character of the video indicates that it's an iPhone video. It like yeah. has a boost to the algorithm. Like all of that stuff's measured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Twitter just posted or X when it fucking stupid ass. I'm not re- calling it X ever. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, there's only <laughs> it's one. It's so X stupid. In my I life. hate it. I yeah, hate it. Like it's just, I hate opening it, like seeing the app and it's all black and the X. And I'm just like, this is, this I, feels I, weird. I'm down with permanent night mode. I don't have a problem with that. But like, yeah, the little Times New Roman stupid, mm-hmm. uh, it was is a battery brand. And it only worked because it's, it's behind like, um, you know, one of the most viral people on the planet. It's the only reason anything's <laughs> going the way it is. God. Um, what the hell is that? No, or this? the freaking conspiracy is true, though. I bet you it recognizes the metadata in the video that you upload that it's like user generated. Yeah. Because it, 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 the whole thing about Instagram is that it wants users to upload their own content. It, right. I feel like it suppresses it when you share other content, especially right. in your stories. Yeah. But yeah, I bet you it reads metadata like that. Oh, yeah. And then you can ask like what, you know, um, what kind of benefit do you get if you're using CapCut edits? Like, like, cause I get, I get posts about mm-hmm. those, like the next one that they've released that it's doing really well. And it's like, all right, well, if I just put effortless content that I'm getting anyway, um, you know, cause somebody's recording at my shows and throw it into that. And it's like, all right, well, is that going to make it do better? And, and, you know, it's just little, little questions like that. Yeah. Yeah. So those, cap cut, those CapCut videos are hit or miss. Some of them go crazy, but yeah, some yeah. of them are just, yeah, they're ridiculous, but they, some of them go crazy because of how bad they are. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lately, Christy and I, like anytime, like, you know, there's nights where I'll just be scrolling through, I'll go down that rabbit hole, just going through a bunch of reels and there's just funny video after another funny video. And I'm like, yep. actually this one would be funny with a rhythm song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Drop it into the premiere pro, drop a rhythm yeah. song in the background and then it blows up. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's really how you find the ideas, right? You just, you see what, what, um, 
you know, what's trending in other, other circles. And, and you're like, all right, well, how do I, how do I put rhythm to this? And then <laughs> same as the meme game. You just exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of social media, we actually got like some of the most submitted questions we've ever got for any artist for you. That's an ego boost. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, we were surprised, but some of them are really fun. So like I can kick cool. it off here. Do it. Re- Relics DTV is asking, what is the most illegal drop of your career? Illegal. Whatever uh, you want to interpret that as. Yeah, I guess that's a very dubstep FBI term, right? Yes. Sir. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's tricky. There's um um I do a lot of like edits and stuff. I'll do an original. There, there's this idea I have called the list ID. It's L-Y-S-S. Um, and it sounds like it's gonna go into this like nuts techno thing. And um, it drops into this like halftime, like uh, it almost sounds like a distorted slap bass guitar type of thing. And it's just a super low, all it, it just takes the floor out from under you. Uh, that's probably my, my most illegal one. Yeah. Cause oh, it shit. just, it just takes a left turn on everybody and nobody expects it. So yeah. Are there offense. videos of it around there? Um, there should be, um, Oh my God. Have we not posted those? Now yet? I'm like, what does this sound like? Yeah. It's cool. Now we're yeah, really typing up a thing mode. that I'm not. Yeah. Oh my man. Yeah. This is like an me. elusive thing that yeah. no one knows what it sounds like, but you made it sound yep. like the most illegal drop ever. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just hyping up. Um, there's so many other songs that I should have been promoting instead. Of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been promoting your next release. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. We've had, um, we've had some schedule changes. Um, so the, the next one that's coming is going to be, um, probably a bit of a surprise, but, um, we'll kind of drop that on everybody. Um, actually if, if, if we get what we want, we will have it out within the next week. Whoa. Um, yeah. Okay. And it will be phenomenal. Yeah. I'm very excited, but, uh, I'm going to hold my tongue just cause something might, something might get put in front of it that we have to, um, prioritize, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's just been a little crazy. The life of an uh, artist, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Distro groups. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Next one here. Lily.flows asks, what is the secret to the nice beard? It just happens or it doesn't really. I mean, um, you, you can, there's all these products that are like helping beard growth and stuff like that. I've, I've never taken them. I mean, it, it just, for me, um, I just had the, the genes behind it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really it. I mean, you had some beard oil, beard conditioner, keeping in good condition. I even now, like, I honestly regret not getting a cut before this because I usually have the sides a little bit more taken care of. Um, because <laughs> there's really there's no combing it. It it either just needs to get cut or be you know left alone. But you know, straight on is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, yeah, they're just yeah. They're, for me anyway, there really isn't a lot of um you know maintenance that needs to go into it other than um you know just keeping it hydrated, um especially hydrated. in the heat. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The, the whole point of the moisturizers are like the oils and stuff is like holding onto moisture throughout the day so that it doesn't mm. get all like, um, you know, cause if it's hot, like I'll, I'll go work out and sweat and I'll need to, you know, go and, and maintain it because it'll just be gross if I don't. So. Interesting. It probably wouldn't do well in Denver then. Cause it's dry as shit here. Dude, I, well, I don't do well in Denver at all. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whole rest yeah. of this, your altitude. <laughs> 
I, my contacts are like dried to my eyes all day. Right. Long. Yeah. They're just glue. They're just glasses now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I don't even breathe well in that state. I can't, I can't handle it. Yeah. Crazy. Just going up one tiny flight of stairs. You're already like out of oh, yeah. <laughs> I played, yeah. um, it was probably 15 years ago, but I played a, a pickup game of basketball in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And within like 10 minutes of doing that, I was like, I don't know. I don't know where I am. <laughs> this is not <laughs> it. delusional. Yeah. Delu- yeah. Cause I, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. So I think our elevation was like 500 feet uh, mm-hmm. above sea level and you go to Denver and it's like 5,500 mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. It is very different. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We love it though. Tough one. Space yep. capital life. Space capital. Mm-hmm. Lots of hail. Hail capital. Dude. Yeah. We just recorded like the largest hail that Colorado has ever seen. It was like oh yeah, five inches, wow. basically, <laughs> and three inches wide. That's fun. Oh my god, that was a great one. Going through the roof of a car. I could, yeah. That imagine that's just going through someone's house. You know, that would be that would be insane. I mean, at the height above the ground that it comes flying down at. Like, oh yeah, I mean, it forms. It's it's terminal velocity at that point. So it's <laughs> it's over 100 miles an hour. Arguably, it's basically like a bowling ball of ice coming through your property. Like it's wow. it's that's yeah, that's scary. Now, granted, like. Yeah, you're getting like the one that's like in the spin cycle. So it's all melding together. Most of the other ones are going to be, you know, like small, you know, yeah. um, like <laughs> in, in Dallas, they get them like crazy. So it's just a normal day up there. Wait, are you an engineer? Am I an engineer? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done like, no, not, not like degree or anything. Okay. I was wondering yeah. how you knew all the terminal velocity stuff. Oh, I mean, I like, you know, I, I, went to college, uh, got my associates in business. So there was like some science and stuff like that. Um, my, uh, one of my best buddies back home was just in his wedding. Um, he's a mechanical engineer and he was like a thermal architect and, and we've done business together. Um, I used to build like cryotherapy chambers and stuff like that. Whoa. So, um, I've always been around what is like essentially a scientist. Um, so, you know, I, I'm able to, I'm able to function a little bit more because we have those conversations, but I, honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know fucking anything. So <laughs> that's, that's so true though. I work at an engineering and science university. So I'm really? always like, I feel like I'm smarter because I work there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just imagine the people you have around, right? If, if, mm-hmm. if it's, if it's music people, you're going to get more versed with music. If it's, you know, gamers, you're going to, be more involved with that it's just yeah the the, the people that you're around um you know whether or not you whether or not you think about it just has an effect so totally yeah oh that's cool well Thanks. i'm we're gonna we're gonna crank through these questions oh here. yes yeah um we have pistol pete's 23 who's on mm. our free team shout out pete what's up pete? um he's asking when the gorillas remix is getting released oh yeah yeah well get in line um <laughs> we're we're um yeah we're we're still it's it's very slow conversations with a company of that size and a and a project that we're asking for, mm-hmm. um, but like I don't know, Dom Dahl has got a, a Gorillas remix officially out. Um, we were able to um, somebody from my team was able to chat with him for a second about what you know what went on there. So we're 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 still hopeful. Um, yeah, it, it is probably gonna if it does go that route. Um, cause I, I have no problem bootlegging it and putting it on SoundCloud if I have to. Right. But right. if we can go the official route and do everything, um, it is a slower process. It's slower than I wanted it to be obviously. Um, you know, but we're not getting told no right now. So, so we're still hopeful. Ooh, yeah. It's all about the poll. It's like, if the people demand it, then that'll give you more poll. 
Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's just as much support as possible, right? I mean, the, the noise that we've made so far has managed to get their attention. Um, that, you know, yeah. if, if you if you Google or if you go on Spotify, um, I don't know if it's still like that, but if let me try it real quick before I talk about it on stream. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you type in feel good ink, it goes to my account. It doesn't go to gorillas anymore. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, that says something. Driving more yeah. Then. That tells you about how many people are looking at looking for it. Right. Um, and the, the nice thing about this, I've, I've had things pop off before. Um, like I did like a remix of a Jack Stauber track back when, um, TikTok was just first getting started and mm -hmm. it got cut up and like no trace of my credit was left. Mm -hmm. And it did like a hundred million TikTok like stream, like it went crazy. Right. And obviously Damn. no money. Right. But lots of attention to it. Um, but it was just because it was used for a meme and that meme took off and I got no credit. But now every time there's a video posted, like someone's like, that's the heritage remix. And I'm like, yes, that's mine. Yes. Love thank it you. when people do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's nice having like the the accreditation behind it because it's so easy for people to just ignore that. Um, so, I, you know, I appreciate everybody like going as hard as they have for that because um, it's really helped to like drive the momentum behind this in order to make it even possible for this to happen. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it John Summit that played it at the Mirage or something? Yes. And, um, and, and he's been playing it too. It's, it's, yeah. I get, I get a new video like every other weekend. I feel like <laughs> that's great. Um, great yeah. to have it's, playing yourself. Honest. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel a, a sense of pride behind being like the dubstep guy that like house music's willing to take on like that. I feel like that's a cool bridge that I didn't expect to make. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. Pioneer man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right now. I'm just like with that remix. You know that episode of SpongeBob where he's like, "I need water." Yeah, I need that's how I feel <laughs> yeah. about the remix. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's I how I feel it. about the contract part. That's yeah, that's that's <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah, and that's like everyone right now too. Everyone's like, "I need yeah. this remix." Well, yeah, now. I think yeah. Let's yeah, let's all hold on. I'll, I'm gonna make it not. I'm gonna make it as quick as I can. But you know, if if uh, if they will let it happen, I'll definitely um, you know go that route as long as it takes. Yeah, the wait will be worth it too, oh, especially yeah, no. if it's official. So yeah. yeah. That on Spotify cool. would look so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> big, big moment. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. We'll see. All right. Um, what else do we have here? We have so many questions. I'm just like, hmm. I'm actually curious about this one. Um Acheron Audio. Who are some of your favorite upcoming acts? That's my buddy Adam. Shout out Adam. Um, Acheron Audio. It's very, very good up and coming producer at Austin, Texas. Um, definitely check him out. Um, oh, yeah. What is what was his question? <laughs> <laughs> well, who are some of your favorite upcoming acts besides Adam? Oh, beside Adam. Um, <laughs> this is so tricky. I, I, it, um, I don't know where anybody's at as far as like status. So it's like people, um, up and coming as such like a, a weird term. Right. But um, if I had to think of like the up and coming acts that I'm super into, um, Liney's definitely uh, a favorite of mine. Um, uh, he's got his buddy Fly. Um, they, they've produced a bunch together. Um, you've got artists like Ahi making incredible stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I should pull up my playlist here so I can name these off because I, I never, yeah. Quick shout out I, to all them. Oh, yeah. Big shout out to all them. Big shout out. Um, I love like um Akios is always making like these uh these game changing mm -hmm. stuffs. Um Effin's always uh on top as Soli's always on top. 
Um, you know, so yeah, there's, there's, I, I, we could spend like a half an hour just going through the entire list of everybody, but, um, but yeah, I think, um, th those individuals are, are definitely, um, staples in my like home listening to like, um, kind of inspire myself and, and, you know, within, within our genre. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. We love all those artists. Oh yeah. Big shout out. Big shout out. <laughs> And uh, don't get mad at me if somebody hears this that I should have called out because, you know, I love you too, but I'm, I can't think right now. Tag them in the comments. <laughs> yeah, get them in the comments. Yep. I'll see them on Discord and they'll be like, why didn't you say my name? There you go. Um, IG Samay009 is asking, would you like to collab with Skrillex and make some heavy stuff with him? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, that's, um, you know, any, anybody that, uh, um, I think is close to my age, um, uh, or a little younger, like all kind of started getting mm -hmm. into EDM through him in, in some way. Um, you know, and, and even if you weren't super into his music before, I mean, there's no mistaking like that he is, um, the primary reason why we all sound the way that we do for the most part, you know what I mean? And, and, um, that doesn't, that doesn't speak for everybody in electronics, obviously, but you know, for me in particular, and like the, the friends that I have, um, you know, that would be, um, yeah, that would be a bucket list thing for me for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we got a comment from threat level PR. He said, not a question, but man is a legend. Yes, we know that. That's why we invited him to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Threat Level PR. Appreciate that. Appreciate the shout out. <laughs> and then last one here, Lewis, Bar and Grill. When are you releasing that banger of an ID from G-Rex's summoning mix from a year ago? Oh, I think I know what he's talking about. And I don't have plans for that because it's gone through so many different changes um, that I've been trying to get that to like... Give me one second. I'm actually going to scroll through and see if I know what he's talking about. He said summoning five. Yeah. Ivy. Oh, it was four. Okay. Yeah. He just put out five. Shout out G-Rex. G-Rex is somebody I should have named earlier. <laughs> see, I told you, I told you there were people I was going to miss. Speaking of people who have a song with Skrillex. Yeah. Uh, dude, that Mattis <laughs> is, is nuts and I'm super stoked for him. Looks like it's finally coming out. They're posting videos about it. I see the, yeah, the promos look really cool too. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. Stoked, stoked for the homie. Cause that's, yeah, that is a big deal. Living my Hell dream, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. I don't have a plan for that one. Um, I think it's currently called wormholes. I've played it a couple times in the past year, but, but, and like literally maybe two. Um, so I just haven't quite found that sauce for it yet, but, mm. um, you know, if, yeah, if I can get it there, I'll definitely drop that one. It'll stay in the vault for now. Vaulted for now. Yeah. Come see the show if you want to hear it and then just show mm -hmm. me up. Yeah. There you go. It's always a good way to bring people to the show. Like, exactly, hey, never yeah. going to release this, but if you want to hear it live, it. come see yeah, it. Come see it. <laughs> it. Sounds better. It sounds better not through a cell phone. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Don't be all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well, we're going to move into what we call the lightning round. Okay. So, no pressure. We're just yeah. going to spit questions <laughs> at you, but they're pretty easy. So, yeah, we'll yeah, just we'll just get going right here. So Mexico or USA? Ooh, uh, I mean, por qué no los dos, dude? Let's do both. Like, I don't, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no post. Wow. Yeah. See. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, I 
future stuff, I would love to go and play Asia and Europe. Um, I mainly really, 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 really want to go to Japan like a lot. Oh, yeah. Be fun. Um, but, you know, doing the European run where I can go into nine different countries within like 10 days and, you know, take the train and see everything like I, I want to do all of that um, like really bad. So, yeah. Yeah. It would be sick to play like at Boots House, Tomorrowland, Peru, oh, God, like yeah. oh, all yeah. those festivals. Yeah. yeah. Rampage or something, yeah. There's, Rampage, there's, yeah. Next year, mm-hmm. yeah, see, potentially yeah. Yeah. next summer. Bug my agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your dream label? Um, I don't have somebody that I'm aiming for that I haven't worked with in the past. Um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm very much like uh, I've worked done a bunch of different projects with like I've releases on disciple, um, obviously worked with never say die back when they were still operating. Yeah. Um, Cannabon's been home for a lot of stuff. Um, Wakon has been like a new, um, interaction this year. So, um, mm-hmm. there isn't really like a goal there. And, and honestly, the, the way that that stuff all works has shifted over the last few years. Um, you know, everybody kind of, um, you're kind of free to like work with, with whoever and, and, um, you know, set up your project. So it's really just, you know, whoever's interested at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so do you prefer Lost Lands or Base Canyon? Lost Lands, I think. Um, I love the gorge like a lot it is a a fantastic venue to go and and be at but it is a trip to get to um it is i think three hours from the airport (laughs) you're in for it tomorrow (laughs) yeah i'm going (laughs) have fun stay i don't know how hot it's going to be but be hydrated and um if you're camping stake your tent down very god no fuck no no. yeah we don't i work way too hard to be camping and sleeping in the dirt sorry i i yeah i got a show to do I can't have back pain from an air mattress. I'm not going to be jumping around on stage, you know, Uh -uh. but I, the last time I went, I had a show in Madison, Wisconsin. So I had to drive at 2 a.m. after there's no 3 a.m. after the show and drive two hours to Chicago because that was the only nonstop to get to the Seattle airport. And then after two hours of driving a four hour flight, it was a three and a half hour bus ride to get up there. And I did that from wisconsin to get to the next performance and uh yeah that was that was fun yeah a lot of artists are saying that it's really expensive to like even find flights in there especially if you're coming from the east coast and stuff oh yeah i mean that's one benefit of living in texas is like i'm three hours either direction and i'm there Mm -hmm. Um, same with denver it's a good middle hub yeah it's not bad yeah it it, uh it works um yeah being being on the coast um you know if you're if you are trying to strategize like a full-time thing um, you know, being in the middle of the U S is, is definitely mm-hmm. a bonus. Good advice. Yeah. I feel like that's why a lot of artists have been moving to Denver lately. Yeah. They're like, damn, everybody and their moms is moving out here. What's going right, on? Yeah. Here? And yeah. <laughs> and then you can just, all of, all of the industry at some point is making a trip to Denver. So it's definitely. like, it's just an easy place to be. It's, it's, um, it's like a niche LA in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. every tour goes through Denver. Exactly. Yeah. Well, do you prefer festivals in the city or festivals in the middle of nowhere? Oh man. Um, After playing Lala, the city festival. Yeah, I guess I've, I've done both at this point. So um, I like the city fest because it was really easy to get back to like the hotel and reset and everything. I was able to do shoot two shows in a day without too much trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there, there was a lot, there was a lot of benefit there. Um, 
I could I could go either way though. I mean, um, you know, uh, going to Lost Lands is a lot of fun and kind of being out and away from everything, um, you know. But uh, there is also a trip associated with that. So um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think either one's fine. It's just about the vibes you're going for. Like EDC Las Vegas is in the middle of the desert, so they can shoot off pyro all night long. They can raise hell out there. Right. Like, yeah. It honestly, yeah. And when you put it that way, um, yeah, having a little bit more freedom to go nuts as a festival, that 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 is kind of uh I didn't think about that. That's that's a good the production, point. yeah. Yeah, the yeah, because yeah. I, I mean Lala had Lala had a handful, but you know, they were also mm-hmm. done by like 10 o'clock. Oh, true. Yeah. And then there's the afters culture that's yeah oh gosh yeah so many i don't know yeah because like you've got your extra shows and you're you're having to you've got all your extra venues and stuff like that so yeah i don't know Hmm. yeah Yeah, like i guess like when it's done by 10 you have like your little break you can grab like a late dinner and then go to the next show exactly we had had all night (laughs) we had our DoorDash um meet us at the hotel we just ordered it so that by the time we got there like Mm -hmm. it showed up around the time that we were ready to go um or ready to eat and then yeah and then we were off to the afters so i think it comes down to the execution at the end of the day you know if 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 Mm -hmm. they're both uh whichever festivals like doing it better and the afters are are going crazy you know Mm -hmm. because you've got like the the sound camps and stuff like that at at other fests so that's like the equivalent um yeah yeah it always yeah i think it really comes down to the execution yeah i wonder what it's like in base canyon though but you can't Mm -hmm. catch me camp in there unless They have like a trailer for me you know glamping maybe though. but yeah i don't know if they camping, do i don't know yeah it's it's uh that's a big um that's a big cost to get like sleep stuff out there um mm-hmm. but you know it is but we are viewed for the i think the last time i was at base canyon um i i grouped up with some people and got an rv and and we just had that in like the the gold section or whatever um and that was nice but um it was also like a lot of people in one rv so yeah 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 pros and cons pros and cons <laughs> um so if you could go back to back with any artists who would it be with oh that's tricky um i have um i'm very excited for the drink your water one um that i'm doing oh. in Yo. phoenix yeah oh, i missed that excisions at the raceway um oh, yeah so shout out that's relentless beats right yes yes yeah um, shout out relentless oh yeah so yeah kevin drink your water and me you're gonna go back to back i'm very excited to see what that's gonna be like um Dude. yeah cool. oh yeah um i mean yeah i i feel like um i would love to go back to back with like like a flux pavilion or dr p um but also you know i'd love to go back to back with kaiwachi one day um that's that's a homie um you know it's it's really i i feel like i can fit a lot of different places like as far as a vibe and be like a nice um like addition to, or like a compliment to, in terms of my sound, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I, you know, I feel like I could work with a lot of people. So it's really just as many as possible at this point. Um, you know, I, I've done, uh, I did my back-to-backs with Swarm, shout out Swarm Ooh. back in the day. Um, we did the, the um, Black Tiger tour, um, not, not this portals one, but the, the previous one. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did like six of them. And uh, wow. actually the last time I played uh, at the raceway was, was a back-to-back with him for like an hour and a half. Um, Sick. Yeah. Uh, and he's very like heavy uh, cinematic and orchestral. And, you know, and I think even, even with the contrast between what we, what we did, we really worked at it and, and made something fantastic. So I think if I can work, you know, I, I, there's a lot of breadth that I can, I can work with. So. Cool. 
Yeah. What is one country that you would want to play in? Oh, Japan. We, yeah, we've been there. Oh, right. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But besides um, Japan. Oh, gosh. Uh, Japan again. No, <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, I would say doing like the European run playing in Amsterdam, um, Spain, Italy, Belgium. Bel- I think Belgium, especially. Um, I'm a big food guy. So I think, I think mm-hmm. Belgium, Belgian cuisine and beer culture and everything would be a fantastic addition yes, uh, yes. and experience. So <laughs> definitely that. There's plenty of beer out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll have to go to Delirium. Have you heard of that? What is that? You know the Pink Elephant brand, the beer brand? Oh, um, I think so. Where are they based out of? Belgium. They're, so they're, they're the Belgian? oldest. Oh, okay. I think they're the oldest, like continuously still open brewery in Belgium, but they wow. we went there and they have a thousand taps. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I, it is well, super cool. <laughs> growing up in Portland, we would have, you know, big, big old beer halls of, of like, they, they'd have a bunch of taps, but not a thousand, uh, mm-hmm. but they'd have the fridges. And so you'd get like a bunch of, Belgian brands, German brands, um, and like every flavor and type, oh, cool. um, you know, across the board. And it was like a little library. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah think definitely. about it. Yeah. This place was like this huge, there's, it was like two stories basically. Oh my it was gosh. like the main level and then the basement. And that sounds I just felt like I was back in like the eighties, like <laughs> literally yeah. like it just very retro back in time. History. So yeah, it was an experience. Definitely have to go. Oh, yeah. That's yep. That's on the list now. There you go. Bucket list. Hell yeah. Just two more questions for you. And yeah, it's been a good conversation so far, especially since we kind of took of a little, little bit of a hiatus from the podcast, just a little bit. How long is it? How long has it been? (laughs) Like three months since before I went to Europe. So mid trip, early May. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Glad to bring Um, it in. Good. Bring it back with some good convos. Yeah. Better than ever. All right. What is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage? On stage? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I've had, well, one of them wasn't embarrassing because I, I had like a, a complete technical failure with my both my USB and my backup. Um, I, I bought a oh, brand shit. that wasn't compatible and uh, it couldn't read the data. So I was playing off of just the track lists with no data on my, on my really record box at all. So, no cues or anything? No cues, no tempo, no key, no nothing. It was literally just the title of the song. The tempos weren't working, so that the grid adjustments um, <laughs> weren't, weren't, they didn't exist. There was no grid on the thing to play with. So I was oh, having wow. to fade out of tracks and bring in new ones. And I was, that was the worst performance I've ever had. I tried bringing another DJ up to like, like back to back with me because I'm like, I'm, I'm screwed here. And they got kicked off the stage because the promoter's like, I paid you to do this. So like, you're going to do it. And <sighs> I was like, okay. So I, I got through it and everybody was like, that was the best set ever. And I was like, no, it fucking wasn't like, I don't, you know, but, but thank you. Um, and, and so it ended up being a really good experience. Um, and everybody had a really good time, but like, that was super stressful as far as embarrassing goes. Um, there was a show in Seattle that I wasn't, I wasn't playing on. I was just going, um, and hanging out with my buddy and his USBs failed. And, um, I got called up on stage by him because he's like, these are literally broken. I don't know what to do. Like it, it, it was emergency looping. Like he, so he wasn't even able to finish drops or anything. So I get up there with almost no experience DJing before. Um, and the sync button's on. I don't know how to turn it off. And so like I'm playing songs that are supposed to be at like 90 BPM and they're playing at 180. 
And so it's double timing it. And it just like the whole thing was a mess. And for about 30 minutes, I was just suffering through that in front of 6,000 people. And I hadn't done that 6, yet. 6,000? It was a lot of people. Yeah, it, it was it was nuts. Bro. Um, <laughs> Holy so moly. So that was super embarrassing because um, I know that like nobody knew who I was back then. Uh, mm-hmm. this, was, this was probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, but that, that sucked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was rough. That first My one God. though, probably it's like blind DJing. It probably made you a better DJ though. Um, it made me more prepared. Um, cause there, there was no, there was no DJing. There was just like trying to curate a vibe with your song selection and just that, um, it was like being a wedding DJ, like with the, there just was no <laughs> yeah. like transitioning or anything. It was just, it was just song, song, song. Wow, um, yeah. I would be shitting. Was <laughs> I was not. I, I would be panicking. Happy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> but bad. at least the crowd reacted well to it. Did they had a notice? blast. Yeah, they they Good. thought it was cool. They thought it was just. I mean, what it really looked like and felt like was just like a stylistic thing, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like more traditional, like modern DJing. Um, you know, it just seemed more like, you know, a, a, to somebody who's like not uh, aware of how bad it was for me, it probably just seemed like a like a a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious. (laughs) And last question is what is your pre-show routine? Ooh, um, a little bit of stretching lately. That's been a big thing. Um, and definitely having something nice to eat, uh, try and find like somewhere good Mm -hmm. in a city, um, before I go. So I have a little bit of a plan, you know, see what's near the hotel and things like that. Um, just try to have something decent, but, um, yeah, a little bit of a stretch. Um, I usually have like a like a yerba or something, um, yerba mate, um, and uh, depending on what I'm doing, you know, I'll I'll do like pickleback shots. Um, I usually have like a jar of pickles on my rider on the side with like mm-hmm. my uh, with my rider. So maybe do a couple of those with somebody if they're there. Um, but that's yeah, that's about it. Not nothing too crazy. Is yerba like on your rider? <laughs> Yerba's on the rider, um, which yep, is it's, it. <laughs> it's easier now to get that because like you'll play places that just don't sell it, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's kind of random. But um, it is on the rider. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna say earlier, I feel like there's a trend with some of these artists that we've interviewed that always have like pickle shots before their sets, it's or they have it on their thing. rider. <laughs> yeah, um, I know uh, Riot Ten and I. Um, we're at a we had a Vegas show together and he had him on and so it was kind of a moment we're like oh yeah pickles but, uh, <laughs> yeah let it you know yeah if you don't have them on put them on they're they're mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a lot better than just having like Coke Zero every single show you know to chase something so yeah yeah I agree <laughs> yeah well hey that concludes the lightning round and pretty much all the submitted questions so Beautiful. yeah that wasn't bad right no yeah it was great I was I appreciate talking to you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you yeah. for being our guest. We've been listening to you for years, like Jesse said. So it's awesome to be able to have a conversation. Oh, of course. Yeah. I appreciate Yeah. I appreciate the support and, uh, yeah, being able to sit down and chat and kind of get, uh, um, you know, kind of talk about just everything on top of music, you know, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of being a, yeah, being a person, you know? Yeah. Do you have any final words for our audience and everyone who's listening in? Um, I've got, um, I, I think outside of holidays, I've got every single weekend um, booked up, sometimes multiple shows for the rest of the year. Um, obviously, Word. a lot of stuff isn't announced yet, but um, if you are looking for um, like a new, like a old school meets new school sound to something a little different and uh, you like a little variety in your sets for an hour, hour and a half, uh, come come and check it out. 
Um, I've got, you know, the song kicks, I've got, um, my link trees and stuff like that. So you can keep track of everything I'm doing. Um, I obviously have, um, all of my socials and stuff like that, um, so to keep up with, but yeah, it's a very busy rest of the year. It'd definitely be great to, um, you know, if you haven't heard me before, or you've been waiting, you know, definitely, um, here's your opportunity coming up this year.